0: Hi, and welcome to DaVita Leadership Insights, a weekly podcast for DaVita teammates who want to become a better leader, both personally and professionally. I'm Grace Berman, a senior director with DaVita University.
1: And I am Doug Miller, a master coach and DaVita University faculty member. Today, we get to chat over the phone with two of our DaVita facility administrators, Jeff Daniel, who leads a dialysis center in Southfield, Michigan, which they lovingly call The Stone. We'll have to hear the story about that. <laughs> and uh, we have Enoka uh, Jayasinga from, uh, from Covina and Roland Heights Dialysis Centers in Southern California.
0: Welcome, Inoka and Jeff.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: So great to have you both on the show today to talk about the power of homeroom meetings.
0: Hey, Doug, before we jump into our chat, could you just tell our listeners a little bit about what a homeroom meeting is? And for those who are not familiar with it.
1: No, they should. They should they all should know. know. Yeah, it's so a I'm pop gonna, quiz. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's a great idea, Grace. I really appreciate it. So a homeroom meeting is a gathering of our teammates. Um, it, it, it usually happens in our intent in is for it to happen daily. And it's a best practice that we adapted uh, over 20 years ago. That's a long time. It's a long time. So there's a lot of history here. When we were out studying and looking at companies who are known as world-class guest service providers, and uh, and so we've adapted it and adopted it and transformed it and put a lot of energy into making sure that there's good communication happening uh, with with our teammates.
0: Great recap, Doug. You know, I was just testing you to make sure you were paying attention in our Devita Way class.
1: Excellent. Yeah, I, I I listened.
0: Good. All right. I did. <laughs> well, so Jeff and Inoka, uh, let's start our discussion today with the why of having daily homerooms. What have you seen as the value of these, and why daily? Let's start with Jeff.
2: Well, the value um of the daily homerooms, it um helps get your your message across to the team. It also helps um, the morale of the team. So you know, so the team knows, so you actually know how, how the team is feeling and what's going on, and it's just it's just a good way to get the uh, day started.
1: That's great. Yeah. How about how about you, Anoka? What what uh, what stands out for you around homerooms?
3: I definitely agree with Jeff that, you know, it is definitely a time where we get to build the morale of our team and, and work on our culture in the center, but also it's about setting the direction and, you know, hearing from the teammates if there's anything that's going on that they want to share with their, the other teammates um, or with myself or the core team. Um, it's a great time to, to have that meeting, and that's, that's why it benefits us when we have it daily.
0: Great, yeah, and daily sounds like a lot, right? So it's, I'm sure that in, in a clinic, there's all sorts of stuff that that is uh, taking your time. And so just would be curious, Inoka, could you please tell us about the management process you use in your center to ensure that you have daily homerooms?
3: We commit to making sure that we keep it to 15 minutes or less so that the team just, you know, feels like it's something very quick and uh, we try to have as much involvement from everybody. I um, initially, when I started doing homerooms, I didn't. I found it tough that you know sometimes it felt like it was the FA giving out information and everybody listening. So I went to my um, FA 365 class, and we were talking about best practices. And there was an FA in that class called Jennifer DeCampo. She's actually out of our in the Vegas area. And uh, she shared that in her clinic, she has a rotation of teammates who could pick a topic and they were assigned a day and they could, um, you know, run that homeroom that day. And it helped with getting everybody involved. And so I adopted it um, in the Covina Center. And initially, it, it you know, it took a little bit of getting used to, but now I think it really helps us.
1: That is really awesome and sounds like a great way to get people engaged and paying attention. How about you, Jeff? How do you ensure that these daily homerooms are happening consistently?
2: So for for me, I try to get um, my teammates involved, um, empower the team. So I have like On specific days, I have my preceptors do um, homerooms where they go over in services where we go over like new policies and procedures. And then sometimes I have my clinical coordinator um, do them as well. And she go over whatever the flavor of the month is or the flavor of the day is for the team. But the biggest part that I've learned is to. Um, take myself out of them sometimes and let the team lead them because sometimes they get tired of hearing the FA voice and they want it. It's, sometimes it's better coming from actual leaders on the floor.
0: Yeah, that sounds like both of you, Anoka and Jeff, involve your teammates to lead homeroom so it's not just. One person standing up there, one person's voice, and it's also or one person's perspective, and it all doesn't just fall on your shoulders and your and your capacity. So what have you seen as the additional impact for those teammates to lead the homerooms and then for your team as a whole? So Anoka, let's start with you. What have you seen as the impact?
3: I feel like it helps um, all of the team uh, with development as well because naturally some of us are more introverted, some of us are more extroverted, so uh, it helps with helping all of us um, have a safe place to communicate and participate um, and plan what we'd like to share.
0: That's great. And how about you, Jeff? What have you noticed?
2: I will piggyback off Anoka and say the same thing. It helps with the development of the team. Um, I noticed it actually get, gave my team a little more empowering. Like they started doing um, the homerooms and they actually started talking a lot more during like doing in-services or doing more education with the patients or doing different things on, outside of uh, dialysis with the um, team. So it actually helped with the development of the teammates so they can grow into something else in the future.
1: What, what a cool bonus. It sounds like uh, the little bonus here is it sounds like you both got some capacity back as well. That's, that's pretty awesome. So what have you experienced as barriers to holding these homerooms and how have you overcome those barriers? Let's start with you, Jeff. What, 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 have, what have been some of your barriers?
2: Um, I say the, the biggest barrier is uh, time. Hmm. So we kind of made it a, a, a point uh, we do our morning meetings at um, 830 once we get the first shift on and, and we get rocking and rolling so we have them at 830 and if I'm not there someone else is going to take lead and get, get the party started but the biggest barrier for us is time and luckily like house rule know like everyone in the clinic know 830 morning meeting like somebody got to get it started if I'm not present or if someone else isn't present.
1: Sounds like a really clear expectation that the whole team is committed to. Nice work. Inoka, what kind of barriers have shown up for you and how have you overcome them?
3: Pretty similar similar to Jeff. And I think for a lot of FAs, time is um, normally the number one barrier that we face. Um, And for me, the way I worked on that was just trying to get the team's buy-in on what would work for the floor best. Um, that we could commit to um, to doing daily, and that we would only be committing to fifteen minutes. So for us, we decided ten fifteen, and we run homeroom from ten fifteen to ten thirty daily.
0: Yeah, I love the predictability of that, right? So people can plan on it, and also it's short enough where you can do anything for fifteen minutes, right? Pay attention to anything.
1: Yeah, it's it's reminding me that I've heard, you know, as I try to embed exercise into my daily routine, people have said it should happen at the same time every day. Mm. Maybe that's that's the missing link for building the habit in my life that I need to build.
0: There you go. Look, so
1: you're onto something with this setting consistency, because that's what I've heard around habits if they're consistently happening at the same time, it'll be easier to make them happen.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. You're basically building the habit for your entire center, so great work. So could you share a little bit more about the type of format you use for your homerooms? Like, do you have a set agenda? Do you cover the same things, or does it vary? So Anoka, let's start with, uh, what do your homerooms look like?
3: Um, We have some go-to items that we do cover at every homeroom. But because we have a different person uh, running homeroom every day, it can be very fluid um, on those things so that everybody gets to participate. So I try to avoid too much structure, but there are some items that we will cover. Um, And then definitely we will always have time for shout outs and fun items that uh, are coming up so that uh, we keep engagement of the team.
0: Cool. So shout-outs meaning, um, could you say more about shout-outs? What do you you guys do there? What is that for?
3: Like today we have some help from one of our sister facilities and nurses here. And, you know, we shouted out her for helping Covina today. And it just helps um, because we do do like caregiver honors. But this is something like daily where we can appreciate each other. And so that's a perfect
2: opportunity.
0: Great, awesome. Um, how about you, Jeff? What format do you use for your daily homerooms?
2: So we do. We do have a, 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 a sheet. I guess we call it our homeroom meeting sheet that was actually made up before I got there, and we kind of read that every day. Like, and the first statement is like a family of compassion caregivers working harmoniously to encourage, nurture, and educate our patients in the ever joyful celebration of life. So we start off with that as um like just a kicker, and then we go into um whatever the flavor of the day is, and what we need to. Uh, talk about. Um, that's one of the formats we use. Uh, every quarter, I try to do something that we call like the state of the stone, and where we talk about whatever the goals are for the uh, for that quarter. Where, where we're talking about fluid or hospitalizations or things of that things of that nature or things going on in the clinic. So um I do try to use a bunch of different um formats for my homerooms just to keep the uh just to keep the excitement to keep everybody fired up
1: That's awesome and I think one of the most important things I hear you saying there Jeff is the consistency of the format Um, And man, that reading that sentence that you read at the start of the homeroom, what a great way to get people oriented around their purpose and vision and, and the spirit that you really want to bring alive in your in your facility. That's really cool. Um, The other thing I'll say is for those of uh, our listeners that are listening is that there's a ton of resources on the village web. If you open up the village web and type in homerooms, you can end up on this um, on this page that just has a ton of resources like Jeff is mentioning a format. Um, that you could use and uh and things like that. so Jeff, could you walk us through an example of a daily homeroom and uh, that you felt went really really well?
2: um a daily homeroom that um went really well for me i I yeah. guess I would say is a homeroom that we had on on uh let's see the most recent one that we've done, I guess would we'll say on mistreatments. And we at, at the point where uh, we we were talking about mistreatments, and the team brought up that hey, we do this and we do that, and the um, the text on the floor spoke with the social workers. The social worker spoke with the dietitian. Dietitian spoke with the um, clinical coordinator, and everyone came up with the plan. Like this is how we'll start doing mistreatments. Like text talk to the nurse. The nurse, if they can't get a hold of them, the nurse, should talk to the, the nurse should talk to the clinical coordinator. And that way, we'll all get in contact with each other. And from there, we, we developed a process of how we'll tackle mistreatments.
0: Yeah, I love that. It's like a little bit of problem solving in a very yes. short amount of time and that everybody kind of had a piece of that. Otherwise, they, you would have, be having like 10 different conversations. It wasn't in the homeroom. Yeah, that sounds great. Well, thanks for sharing that. And Inoka, um, I'm curious, could you paint the before and after picture for us with your daily homeroom? So you said that you uh, you started these up, and and you didn't always have them. So what was it like in your centers before you started daily homerooms? And then what did it feel like for you after they became a part of the routine?
3: Um, before we had our daily homerooms, I felt that there were sometimes areas where we lacked in communication and that, you know, it, we, we were busy but we didn't have as much time to really team build and get to know each other. Um, after we started having our daily homerooms, uh, there was definitely more unity, I felt like, in the team. And you know, we we there was more time to f- get to know each other better and um, talk about whatever issues were there in the clinic that particular day, and feel like we'd each been heard and that we've been able to share problems and possibly solve some of those problems too. Wow,
1: it sounds like it's been really a game changer, and I'm sure that that's uh, made a big difference for you and the team and uh, and for your patients. It is that time in the episode where, uh, but uh, before I go there, I just want to say thank you so much, both of you, for your dedication and commitment to your teams and to our patients. I just really can feel your passion um, coming through in terms of how you're um, creating this method of communication with your team in order to better provide Amazing uh, patient service and patient care for, for all of the people that, that we serve. So thank you both so much. Really appreciate it. And we ask um, uh, at, at the end of our episodes, we ask our guests to share one simple practical tip that our listeners could go out and try right away. So, Inoka, what, what's one tip that you would give to help our listeners hold daily homeroom meetings?
3: Uh, for me, it would be to commit and not to give up. Um, It takes a little bit of muscle memory. So just commit to to the time.
1: Excellent. Thank you so much. And Jeff, what would you throw in here as a tip for our listeners?
2: Um, I would say empower. Um, Empower your teammates to hold them and empower your teammates to um, be accountable for making them happen.
0: Great. That's a good one. Uh, I love the combination there. Thank you both so much for being on the show and thanks, as Doug mentioned, sharing all, all of your time, and your energy and your heart and your passion for the village. We, uh, we, we really appreciate it and, and I'm sure that your teammates appreciate it as well as your patience. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you.
1: That was a refreshing chat about homerooms, wasn't it, Grace? Yeah,
0: it was fun.
1: Yeah. So always great to chat with our FAs and hear directly from them those great stories and then their tips. I mean, they had great ideas and strategies around making sure those daily homerooms are happening consistently. So really enjoyed um, hearing from them. Their com- their tips at the end, um, Inoka's was commit and don't give up. Just make sure it's happening and then Jeff's was to empower your team and uh, get them engaged and I think you know one way you can do that is we mentioned logging into the village web and typing in homerooms and getting to this page the thing that's really cool is there's a whole collection of one pagers on that website that will help you on all kinds of different topics and help guide guide a teammate that wants to lead a homeroom through anything that they a lot of different things. Um there's even some up there on our podcast topics, which is which is pretty darn cool too.
0: Yeah, it takes a lot of the guesswork out of it, right? Where you yeah. can just get a, a little bit of a, a starter.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Yep.
0: Awesome. Completely agree. Great tips. And speaking of tips, it's my turn to follow up on the tip from our last episode on transitioning from bud to boss with Michael and Patty. How did it go? Uh, Well, you know, it's been a little while since I've transitioned from bud to boss, but there was a time in my career when I did that. So it had me reflect a little bit. And Patty's tip was to get the whole story and then listen to both sides, meaning mm. you can't play favorites as a leader. Totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. And and Michael's tip was to make it a point to have a personal interaction every time you come in contact with your teammates. Mm. Now, like I said, it's been a little while since I transitioned from bud to boss of the same team. And I do remember the time when that happened and, and the mistakes that I made. And I wish I had these tips at the time. I, I just remember, especially what Michael had said about the personal interaction. I personally thought it was safer to keep, uh, to, to put some distance between me and my teammates after I was promoted to be the, the leader of that team, just because I didn't want there to be a perception that there were favorites. Right. And it ended up actually um, hurting the amount of trust that my team had with me. And I just stopped kind of sharing as much yeah and so it's not just you know me asking them how their day was or how their home life is going it's it was also a realization that i needed to have shared more about myself with them and just kept that relationship building
1: interesting yeah Yeah. beautiful Thanks for sharing, Grace. Really yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, definitely.
0: Lessons learned,
1: you right? Know,
0: hindsight is twenty twenty. Hindsight is. But if you listen to Michael and Patty's tips, you'll be you'll be better
1: <laughs> off. Exactly. Yeah. For our listeners out there, we would love to hear your stories and tips as well. So click on that link in our show notes, and it will take you to the listener mail link to find out more about submitting your stories and your tips in writing or through a voice message. And if you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, please click on the subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes.
0: And one last thing for our listeners, Doug, if yes. you enjoy these podcasts, please rate us on iTunes. We, we love seeing the ratings there. And, or click on the survey link in our show notes and tell us how we're doing. See you next week. One for all.
1: And all for one.